If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Hey guys, Jalen here with Black Earth Renaissance. I just want to let you guys know we just dropped our new ebook, Manage Your Money Like the 1%, a step by step guide to managing your finances. This book is intended to change your viewpoint on money, being a tool and not just an object, and strengthen your relationship with your finances. We also share a few tips on how to get rid of debt, start saving for retirement, and we even give you a few tips on how you can start investing today. We want to thank you guys for being such loyal listeners by offering you guys a 25% off promo code whenever you purchase the book. Just enter in the code BWRPOD at checkout and you will be on your way. Click the link in the show notes to purchase your copy today. Thank you for being such loyal listeners. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is broad money marathon. Do five years of this and be a millionaire and go on, do what I want to do, have kids, go live my chip and joy in a game life out here in Texas or struggle for next week. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. David Bella, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, checking in on my co-host. Jalen, what's up? It's your boy, Jalen. What's good, y'all? Just checking in. It's just us uh, today. Kelly and Jared, they're on their way to New Orleans right now. So uh, they might check in later. I don't know yet. We're going to see what they're going to do. Yeah, man. But as always, y'all, we have yet again another very, very special episode for everybody. It's just like, I feel like they be feeling like we lying when we yeah. tell them this. But yeah. the way it works is like, it just keep on getting better. Yeah, it's, it's like, like lying, bro. Shit. It's like, I'm going to play some Dragon Ball Z shit. Like, it just keep getting harder and harder. I don't know what's going on. But, y'all, we got a very special brother from Atlanta, currently living in L.A. He is the owner of Grind Banking, Mr. B.C. What's good, B.C.? How you doing? How's it going, guys? Oh, going good, man. Thank you for coming on, bro. 
No, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. I feel uh, like I got to deliver with with the introduction like that. <laughs> the Dragon Ball Z reference. I think I got to take it up a notch, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Well, yeah, BC, man, we appreciate you coming on. The way we normally kick the show off, we just get you to introduce yourself to the following and just let them know who you are and, like, how you got to being the owner of Grind Bank. Not even just the bank part. Like, what was that process like leading up to that? Sure. Sure. Well, one, uh, thank you for having me. I think we got Jared just dialed in. Yeah. Yeah, I did What's just check it in. Hey, yeah. Brother Spiller, check it in early. I couldn't let him dial in and I say hello to him. So, you know, thanks for dialing in. Uh, even <laughs> on the road, he's committed, you know, even in the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, got to. So, hey, folks, my name's uh, BC Sober. You know, I, I'm really blessed to be with you guys and, and chatting because I think you guys have been doing it a long time. You guys are making moves. And then also you're just making a positive impact to the community. So it's always a pleasure to, to sit down with brothers uh, that are making it happen. So uh, thank you for allowing me the platform. A little bit about me. You know, I'm just a normal guy who's been in business a very long time. You know, I started off as a corporate guy. I eventually was a more of a VC and an angel investor. Uh, and then throughout my years, I always had an interest in trying to figure out ways that I could... Um, start a company or an initiative that could have a bigger and broader impact to the community. So, you know, you guys probably know a little bit about me, but I'm uh, from Atlanta originally. What made me somewhat um, different was, you know, I grew up uh, a ward of the state. So I did kill my mom when I was 10 years old. So, you know, I was in and out of the system, you know, but I was the direct byproduct, when I say the social system, that is, I was a direct byproduct of what the system is intending to create. So it gave me a lot of exposure opportunities to Big Brothers Big Sisters, 100 Black Men of Atlanta, Capital League, you name it. I just was exposed to a lot of wonderful things. And I think the system is intending to show you those things so it pushes kids for a possibility for a brighter future. But like many of us, so many people, you know, say, oh, you're, you're going to be just like your dad, went to prison, et cetera, et cetera so on and so forth. But, you know, I always had a chip on my shoulder and I always knew, you know, we had bigger things in store for us. So, you know, with that kind of upbringing, when I went off to university, I got an MBA from then, you know, I got recruited by Procter & Gamble. So I was at P&G for almost 10 years, Clorox, Mars, and then moved over to FinTech. Although I was in corporate, I always felt different. Because every time in any room I was in, you know, most most of the time I may be not only the only African American, but but even if that's not the case, I still was very different from an upbringing whose parents, other executives in the room, they came from you know blue blood, right? So they had families worth of money. They had you know they were they had nepotism, so their parents even worked at companies. Uh, versus me, you know, my upbringing was very different, and so it, when. Even though I had a corporate background, I always looked at customers differently. I always looked at consumers differently. So when I eventually got over into the fintech world, you know, it was a wonderful way of me seeing a new business model that I could potentially take back to our community. And that was always the intent. And so, um, you know, uh, hopefully that kind of uh, can, can see some thought and then we can, you know, toss it back and forth. But I think that the nutshell of me is, you know, I'm no different than you cats, right? I, who it's trying to try to make a positive change, positive impact uh, to the world, and uh, you know, and, and using every opportunity I can to preach uh, that we deserve better. Here we go. That's beautiful, bro. Yeah, you know? man, it's it's definitely a beautiful story. Um, 
even just the way, like you said, a lot of people, they would have looked at your story and be like, man, there was a lot of sad, a lot of heartfelt stuff. Like, but you still were looking at the silver lining. Like it was, I was exposed to a hundred black men. I was exposed to these different things. And you took out what you needed to take out. Whereas some people, they would have said, you know, Hey, I'm exposed to this. I don't want to go to yeah, this. No, yeah, nobody just, understands me. Just like, being there in that space. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I think if you, um, you know, and this probably is what we're going to talk about as much, but from a personal perspective, I do think, you know, so many of us do have hardships. So many of us do go through tough stuff, you know. Um, and what I was to, you know, and I'll talk to this in a couple seconds, but, you know, I would say whoever you lost or whatever you didn't get, you know, there are two ways you can look at it. You, if you lost somebody, you can look at it like, man, it's over and shut everything down. Or you can say, what would that person want me to do? And, you know, I was very close to my mom. She was super dope lady. You know, she was tough, smart, funny, you know, jokester, the whole nine. She was a social worker. So I saw her giving back to the community and she was that type of person. And so for me, you know, when I lost her, I thought to myself, man, what would she want me to do? And anytime I thought about doing something, you know, outside of the lines, you know, I would think back to, you know, maybe it's, you know, I felt like she was looking and you're watching, <laughs> but I was like, man, all right, I, you know, I can't I step off on this one. But, you know, um, you have to kind of find ways to motivate yourself to say, okay, what would that person want you to do in their absence? And they would want you to live, you know, no different than, you know, all of us, you know, I would or anything, you know, anybody you guys know closer, you guys as well. And then beyond that, then you start to say, okay, I do think what I think our community is beautifully unrecognized for is the hustle that we have. Mm. And once we see something, it's eye-opening. I don't, I don't care whether it's the first time you see Jays or the first time you see a Porsche or the first time you see a Lambo or a big house. Once you see it, you're like, man, I got to get that. I have to. And so as you start to see other people making a living and doing successful things that come from just the same environments that you came from, it's inspirational. And so uh, I think that's why, you know, the hustle in all of us is kind of like, man, when I saw other people, uh, maybe, you know, growing up in Atlanta was a wonderful thing too, because, you know, you, I was exposed to judges and I saw people that looked like me that punched all types of heights. So you said, man, I can do that one day. Then you got to say, okay, well, what type of hustle are you going to have? Like, how are you going to hustle your grades? How are you going to study? How are you going to work out there? You know, how are you going to work for it? And then can you make your way to cracking the code to get there? And so I think, uh, you know, we all have that ability. Uh, and we all, you know, we just got to know where to invest our time. Our if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Yeah. Powerful words, yeah. man. And... With you investing your time, I want to kind of move on to like, so you took all of your skills that you had. Now, how did you bring this vision of you and grind banking into fruition? Like, how, how, where did that brainchild come from? And how did you say, you know what, I'm going to make this happen for me and my community? Yeah, so um, I wish I could pretend like it was an original idea, but there's no, nothing new under the sun. Amen. Uh, originally, you know, I had heard about, um, you know, Russell Simmons doing something for a rush card back in the day and uh, I heard about it, you know. And so when I was actually transitioned from a corporate perspective, Headhunter reached out to me from a company uh, called Green Dot. 
and I was familiar with Green Dot just from growing up in Atlanta. They had the prepaid cards, so if you didn't have a traditional debit card, you could just go to the store, buy a car, load money on it, and swipe it like it was anything else. And they started getting a personal card. So that company recruited me to be the vice president of marketing and general manager on the retail division, so managing all the retail cards, all the retail businesses in store. So Green Dot, just for context, is a $4 billion company. Uh, it's probably one of the bigger companies that people have never really heard of or pay attention to. So Green Dot bought Rush Card in 2017 for $167 million from Russell Simmons. So they acquired the company. And when they bought the company, they said, hey, uh, BC, we want you running. So I said, perfect. This is exactly what I was hoping to do. I was able to, you know, I was going to be able to take a multi-million dollar brand, finally start to reinvest back in the community. And finally, I knew what the marketing budget was, I knew the audience, I knew the people. As I mentioned, I always felt different than the folks that I was working with. So this is finally gonna be the opportunity that I was gonna be able to, you know, I felt like it was my calling. I was like, man, this is, this is what it was all for. And so, you know, at the time, we had year-end exercises where you go through and say, I'm gonna to try to speed it up so I don't bore you guys to you go through these year and exercises where you say, what's possible? How could you make it bigger? And I was like, hey, I'm going to be giving back to the community. I'm going to do a charitable contribution. It's going to be giving internships, scholarships, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end of the year, because of budgetary reasons and because of a difference in uh, strategic direction, you know, the company decided that they wanted to discontinue Rush Card. And it hurt me because I thought about Rush Card as being the second, the same likeness of what the programs that gave back to me, like they gave me a scholarship opportunity, gave me, you know, this. And so I felt like that was where we could have taken it. So when they decided to kill the brand or discontinue it, and we had some layoffs at the time, we had to do some corporate restructuring. So a lot of my former Rush Card team and a lot of my other team, uh, direct marketing team, uh, got released. And I thought to myself, man, this is, a, this is a cause worth fighting for, and this is a cause worth me stepping out of corporate and finally doing what, what must be done. And so at that point, I just decided to walk away from corporate and start my own. You know, and instead of, you know, me taking that, the rejection of the company, saying, you know, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, no, no. I just said, hey, man, you know, we, you know, I've been blessed to be successful enough. I have a phenomenal team that have just entered the market. It's time for us to do it ourselves. And so, um, you know, I, I felt like it was a brand that, and so when I started thinking about the brand, uh, you know, there were a couple of songs. I, I wanted to find a, a name that was something that I said all the time. So anytime somebody hit me up, they said, what you up to, man? I'm, I'm like, I'm just kind of. And I was like, huh. You know, but I always used to joke with my buddies, like, it's a new kind of, my grind is a new kind of grind. And I want all of us to have a new kind of grind. Like, not like, you know, and stuff and you know super heavy heavy stuff uh, like you know depressing grind but like more of an uplifting like you know we're doing what we have to do right now but we know where we're heading you know so that's why and then i love the song by clips uh you know just back in the day and then i love you know there were so many other ones you know i've got all my life by um hit boy i think it was and then also there was uh then Nip had a song and it was just like it just, but each one of those, every time you heard it in our culture, in our community, we knew what it meant. Yeah, yeah. I never heard anybody else saying, like, you know, when I talk to some of my other coworkers, if I ask them, hey, how's your day going? You know, they never said, oh, man, I'm just kind. You're so, right. 
So it felt like it was something that was more closely connected to our community, uh, but I also, you know, wanted to make it mean something different for our community as well. So. Hey, I love that. And immediately once you said, you know, how you got, I was like, man, I didn't think about the clip song and all of that. Yeah, so, like grinding and yeah. looking into the culture, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I love it, bro. That's that's beautiful. That's that's fine. And I like, I like how you took one of those, like, code switch phrases, like, grinding to us means something totally different and nobody else would understand it. But, like, by mm-hmm. doing it and targeting it that way, he made sure that his, like, followers and his target market understood exactly what this banking was about. And I think that's really cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, brother. So, BC, man, I, and another thing, like, it made me really think of was you mentioned earlier that you really, really, well, you feel like you're different because you're focused on the customer. And I see that part of it with that grind banking. Mm-hmm. But I had a question for you specifically. It was, damn it. I hate when this happens to me. Well, no, it's okay. it's okay. Well, you think about that. I do. I will say a couple things, though, regarding the, the focus on the customer. You know, um, when I when I launched this thing, um, it was really about understanding what the community means and everything that we missed out on. And so, you know, I was familiar with a lot of the predatory behaviors that happen in our community. So if you think of like the check cashing places, the payday loans, the bill pay services, and, you know, payday advances, they charge you 450%, you know, in some cases, interest. No one else is paying that in the market. In order to pay a bill, you have to hike across town to get to a location to pay a bill versus most other customers in the country use their mobile app or they use their bank account. They just do it online, right? And so, but if you don't have a card, if you don't have access to that stuff, or Western Union, I mean, there's a reason why in the underserved community, 54% of Americans are unbanked or underbanked, 54% more specifically African-American. And so it skews heavy on our front. Almost half of us are using these secondary solutions. And a lot of it is just simply due to access. So if you go to the hood or the inner city, you don't see banks like you do in other parts of the city. You may see one or two, but you see much more of those other types of uh, secondary financial solutions. And so the thought was, okay, what if I could take the concept of like a rush card, but then take it up a notch? So Rush Card started as a prepaid card and then it transitioned to doing a little bit of debit. We started off no prepaid. We started off as a debit solution, no credit check. Um, and then you'll start to see from an innovation pipeline standpoint, a lot of the things that we'll be launching will be helping remove a lot of that predatory stuff that's happening in our community. And even beyond that, you'll start to see um, you know, us bringing jobs back to the community as well. So it's one thing, that, it's one thing for brands to target Black folks or Hispanic folks in the city or uh, underserved, it's another thing for them to actually support those communities. So, you know, I don't knock, you know, if you're different, you know, ethnicity on any company and you give back, I'm not going to knock that. But most don't. Yeah. So I think that's where, you know, we have to start to watch and look, you know, what's happening in our communities and start to say, okay, we expect a different level of accountability from the brands that we invest in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's where, you know, you, you know, this is the first time that we're spending time together, you know, uh, and, you know, David, Jalen, Jerry, you guys can hold me accountable to, you know, I'll be back here many times. It's just the beginning. Right. Um, but you'll see it from us that, that level of accountability. So then if you understand that as a, 
at a high level, then you'll start to understand, okay, the same thing comes true in our fee structure. And so, you know, we have, um, we don't charge you for ATM access. We have a much larger network, so 50, almost 55,000 ATMs that we don't charge you for. Now, the reason why that's the case is if you have a Bank of America account, you go to Bank of America ATM, you don't get charged to use that ATM. If you have a Chase account and you go to Chase, they don't charge you. If you go to other things outside of the network, they do charge you. But most of the prepaid cards, most of the older, you know, the rush cards, anybody else, you know, if you have that much smaller network and they charge you for all of those things, we're not trying to make a profit off of that. Even beyond that, if you think of the monthly fee, so, you know, uh, we have two options. You can choose your accounts. So you can do $0 per month. You just pay per transaction. So it's just a dollar per transaction. So if you plan on having, let's say if you only use your car for your rent and groceries once a week, it's cheaper for you to, to do the paper use than it is. But if you use it seven times or more, you might as well go to the monthly plan. But it's $5.95 if you do direct deposit. And that's less than half of what Bank of America is going to charge you per month. So most bank accounts charge you $12, $15 per month if you don't have a high enough balance. And most people don't have a high enough balance. So you get taxed that no matter what. You may not pay attention to it, but they get the money <laughs> at the beginning of the month, period. And so if you want to know the reasons why you should choose us versus other folks, it will be, you know, one, uh, you get to save more of your own money, your hard-earned money, one. Two, you know the money that you do spend with us, we almost keep it at cost so we can invest back into our community. And then even even beyond that, you also get paid up to two days earlier for your direct deposit as well too, so you get your money faster. So uh, for all those reasons, you know, and you get to choose your own card too, we got some dope designs and uh, you can do a little bit more customization there too. But it's like, I tried to build, you know, something that, you know, I can be proud of and that our community can be proud of and also would be uh, held as a benchmark for uh, future brands and future companies that, you know, come afterwards. Man, it was a lot. It was a lot in there that I really liked. I like how you mentioned, you know, our community is targeted by other communities. Yeah, yeah. Like, not even just like, uh, yeah, like those high interest, uh, one day check cash in places and other things like that. A lot of people don't even know that you can go cash the check for free at the bank that it's written out from. Like a lot of people don't know that you don't necessarily have to pay to go cash your check. Yep. Like that's crazy. So I'm glad that you, you know, you saw that that was a problem and you say, you know what, let's really fix this problem because that is a big problem in our communities. Every, on every corner you'll see quick cash or one day loan or payday loan here, payday loan there. But as soon as you get out of our neighborhoods, you'll start to see the banks again yep. pop up. Yeah, you, don't see, you don't see that anywhere. In those yeah, exactly. And I had made that comment to Jared. I was like, because earlier I had told him our race is like the most underserved bank. And I was like, a lot of us don't have bank accounts. He's like, nah, bro, they got it. He's like, how else would they get paid? You know, like the rush cards or whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, that's a banking. But sometimes they still getting hit way harder than what it'll be if they had an actual set up account. Yep, Absolutely. And, you know, but part of that, too, is, you know, some people haven't been able to have access to accounts. So if you have poor credit or if you have maybe um, a record uh, or you just were blocked from having an account or you lost your account. The number one reason most people don't have an account based off of reports from FDIC, it says they don't feel like they have enough money to have an account. 
Hmm. Which is crazy to think about, but you know, they feel like, hey, I just don't even have enough money all the time. You know, by the time I get my money, I pay it all out and then that it's gone. So there's no reason reason to even have an account. But what they don't realize is because of that perception, it causes you not to have an account, which causes you to pay more, which means you have less. Versus if you had an account, you want to pay it all though, maybe not uh, not all those extra fees, and you could have kept maybe you know a couple hundred bucks per picture. How much? But those are things you know, we gotta we gotta we gotta so learn. Charge you like a percentage on how much it is of your check, right? And, and uh, I mean that's crazy to think about. But if you don't have, but if you don't know any better, or if you don't, or or, or if you, let's say if you don't have the time, so let's say if you work a shift. Like you said, you know, uh, Jalen, uh, when you go to, let's say if you didn't know, you got a West Union check, right? And you knew, not a West Union, uh, Wells Fargo or Chase, right? And you know, you can go to that bank and cash it. But it's Wednesday afternoon and you work a shift until six o'clock. But you work a shift till five and you know by the time you get across town, you won't make it in time. And so you're like, man, if I, 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 it's either I wait two or three days to try to make it over the weekend, you know, save as a Tuesday, I got to wait till Saturday before I can even make it physically there, or I can go to this spot that gives me money on the spot, and I need this cash right now. And so you have this tough predicament where, you know, people are in jams and it's real, you know, but, but you know, just imagine a future state where you can just, you know, uh, Cash your check on your app, or just imagine a future state where you can. Uh, and that technology exists, and it's you know it's real. Uh, just imagine if you can just get direct deposit. Say, hey, hold on, don't write me any checks. Just send a direct deposit, and you get your money on Wednesday instead of Friday uh, with us instead, and you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You have a real personal car. You re- it says your name. You know the whole nine. You know, and, and, and we have to teach. We have to educate. Another thing I want to add to with the check cashing places, I noticed that they do tend to stay open later than a oh, traditional yeah. bank. They'll normally close around eight o'clock, mm-hmm. like you said, so they can catch those people who are desperate. And they'll say, you know what? I'll pay them five dollars just to cash my check. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, and, and, and in fairness to them, they may not see, they may not think of it like, man, I'm getting over all these people. They may feel like they're offering a service, you know? I can't. I can't nod those people. I don't. I don't know what's in their heart. I don't know what's in their spirit, right? And so they may feel like, man, I'm just out here, you know, hustling like anybody else. I'm offering a, a solution. Yeah. That's all good and fine. But we, as a people, we have to have different options, and we got to educate each other and look after each other enough to say, hold up, hold up. If you know somebody that does that, say, hey, check out this this bank. You know, I was talking to um, a, a young guy who said, oh man, I already have a bank account. I, you know, I would totally come and work, you know, with Grind. I say, oh, hold on now. <laughs> you still need to get a Grind banking account. I don't care if you have a Bank of America account, Chase account, you name it. You should still help us. And we, we always talk about we need more of this. We need more of that. But when it's time to step up as a community and mm-hmm. actually get an account or actually buy that product, actually go to that restaurant, do we actually do it or do we just – Get a like, hmm. and I think, and so I think that's where we got to start thinking about it differently as a community. We can't say like, oh man, we need to have our own, 
you know, hotels and we need to have our own hospitals. We need to have our own banks and we need to do all this stuff. But then when you get it and it's staring you in your face, you actually do it. Mm. You know, that right there made me think of it. Go back to an argument. Uh, Jared always, I credit Jared for sharing it with me. Like, as a whole, I think that comes from our community not understanding economies of scale. We always complain about shit being too expensive from Black-owned businesses, but it comes back to the same thing. Like you said, we got to put that money up now if we want it to become cheaper and have these things of our own later. Yeah. Because we can't do it if, yeah, right now your fees might be $5.95 a month. But once you get more users, users, it's going to go down. Because yeah. you won't need as many as much money from the individuals to keep the system running. Well, but just know for me, my my structure is a little bit different. I'm already better than the marketplace. I'm already cheaper than the marketplace. Just off jump. And so, but I'm very transparent in terms of what you, what we charge. So, if big banks are charging you twelve dollars and fifteen dollars a month, I'm charging you five ninety five. If somebody else charges you zero dollars, I assure you that they are making up that money some other place that you just may not see. They're charging you two dollars for an ATM transaction. They're charging you because they have a smaller network. They're, they're charging. They're making that money up some way else. It's just it's perception. You know, it's just like when people say, you know, unlimited this and unlimited that. But it's like, is it really unlimited? Mm, probably not. Read the fine print. Pay attention to detail. I'm just very transparent about it. So. But I agree with you in terms of, I'll speak to what you just mentioned, though. Ours already is better than the marketplace. But I agree with you in terms of economy of scale, in terms of if you go to some of our restaurants, because they have so much traffic in coming in and out of their other businesses that they can buy in bulk. Hmm. And they can buy distributor pricing versus, you know, we're buying retail price or list cost price, right? And so to your point, you're spot on in terms of, you know, the more we can scale, now the difference is the more we scale as a company, the more we'll provide jobs and the more we'll give back to them. That's the what will, will be different in ours. I don't collect a salary from Grand Bank. This is a straight up for the community. This is just 100% real. But I do, but I, I, I put the challenge out to everybody to say, okay, I don't care if you have a Bank of America account. I don't care if you have a Chase or whoever. Also, join us. It's nothing wrong with having two cars. I mean, we've all been in a grocery store line and your car doesn't work and you know money's on there, but it got froze because of fraud protection. Then, hey, have a backup account. Have a grind card with a couple hundred bucks on it, a couple dollars on it. Boom. And you keep it moving through the line. You're on your date. You guys look like sharp young men. You guys can be on a date. Hey, you don't want to be on a date and then all of a sudden your car doesn't work and you're like, oh, see, you know, can I borrow it? Your card, I'll PayPal you later. No, <laughs> like have a backup card. Definitely. And then you can try it. And if you love it and it works equal as, it works equal as well, if not better, which it will, then you can start to transition more. But you know, don't let any excuse, you know, um, you know, block us from our blessings in terms of helping out our community, our people. Thanks. So When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor... 
State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. BC, I do, I do kind of want to go back a little bit to grind back and then the story of how y'all became y'all, how y'all actually came to be. So you had the idea, you were working in fintech for PNG, right? Uh, then no, 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 for Green, for Green Dot. For Green Dot, I'm sorry. For Green Dot. You're working for Green Dot. You had the team already. What was the process like of actually building out like the infrastructure for all this? Like, yeah, it was a, it's pretty rigorous as you can imagine. Um, so I think um, one, you know, they a lot of my team became available, and then once I left, you know, I'm kind of the guy where when I had a company, I'm all focused. Like I couldn't plan at night and do a side hustle and do all that stuff. Like you know, for me personally. So for me, once I left the company, then, you know, I need a little bit of recharge time. I'd already told my team what I was thinking about doing. Um, and then we started to build it out, like nonstop, no sleep, no anything. And the process to get, you know, uh, credited, and then uh, you go through a pretty rigorous, not pretty, but extremely rigorous due diligence process from, you know, the federal government, uh, from the banking system, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to go through the full process of getting you know, uh, to make sure you are, you know, a good individual, you have the uh, you have the resources and the commitment to support any uh, credits that go into your banking system uh, from a reserve standpoint, and then you can. So we are FDIC insured up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars per person, and so you know we uh, it's the same rigor and process that it would take for you, you know. Think of America's or anything else. So, whenever you're doing that, is there like a specific timeline you have to wait, or is it like as long as you got all your paperwork, you turn it in? Hey, you're a bank now. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, it takes months and months and months. You know, uh, uh, I wish it were that easy because you would, uh, we would have been having this conversation, you know, a long time ago. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, you, you definitely have to wait. There is a, a freeze period. There is a, you know, as I mentioned, a due diligence process. You know, they go through all the records, all your background, all your history, all your everything. Uh, and, you know, and I'm happy they do because, I mean, it, it's protecting customers and it's protecting consumers from, you know, uh, any type of risk. You know, that, that's what the intent is for. So, and so okay. uh, yeah, we're here. We pass the flying colors and, uh, you know, we have a, fully experienced team of folks have been doing it for, you know, on average seven to 10 years. And, uh, and some people, you know, we have uh, been doing it 20 years. And so, you know, we, uh, yeah, it's legit super, you know, uh, if it was not, we couldn't be, even be operated right now. Uh, such as the federal government. I'm sure everybody knows that. So uh, that's not a no joke. So yeah, we're here. So I kind of want to go back to like the origin story. We like the X-Men right now, man. We're getting yeah. all the goods. So, yeah. On the process of you actually creating that, we know everything isn't perfect. So what was some of those times where you were like, whenever you were on those hard times, how did you keep on, how did you keep that, that vision and that goal in your head and say, you know what, I can't stop. I got to keep on going. I'm not going to let any of these hurdles really stop me. Yeah, no, uh, that's a great question. You know, I definitely say at the beginning, the, the vetting process, the diligence process, you know, it's, oh, can you give this piece of information? Can you give this piece of information? Can I see this bank record from, you know, this year? And, you know, it's like, ah, you know, just another hurdle to jump through, right? And so, you know, you, you definitely, I, I've learned a lot more. I thought I was patient, but I've learned a lot more patience. 
you know, you want to get out in the market you quickly, you know, you want to start to help, but uh, you, you also have to, to your point, stay focused on what you're trying to accomplish and understand. Only thing I can do is control what I can control. And so folks ask for information or building something out, or even from a technology perspective, if we're testing something from a PCI compliance standpoint, you know, we tested, 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 tested. Then we went to, uh, you know, beta testing, friends and family. Then we tested a little bit more with a small subset of folks because we didn't want it. We wanted to be ready to rock, you know, by the time, you know, you hit the market. So, uh, but I definitely think patience. I'll also say, uh, you know, we were looking for, you know, funding from a resources standpoint because we wanted, we, like, we built out the tool, but I also wanted to give funding to do marketing, like really big they work with influencers or work with it, uh, you know, with some, some major, you know, uh, folks who can help us drive the brand and awareness, right? But, you know, when it came time to get invested, uh, invested either from VCs or other small folks, people were like, yeah, I just don't really get the audience or, yeah, uh, how big of an opportunity is this? And I, and I would say like, well, you saw the benchmark, you know, you know it's, a, it's like a thing. But, you know, but maybe because they aren't as close to the community as I was, either they couldn't see the market opportunity or they just didn't care. And so I would say, you know, um, but that's where, you know, we said, okay, we're going to still persevere, you know, and we may not have the multi-million dollars worth of budget to, you know, you know, you know a Kevin Hart, you know, today, uh, but, you know, Samuel Jackson, but you know, hopefully one day we'll be able to work with folks like that or somebody will, will find out what we're doing and just, you know, love our mission and what we're trying to accomplish and they'll, they'll help out from, a, from an awareness to spread the word. Oh God, for the culture, it's going to happen. It's got to happen. 2020, baby. We're going we gonna to make sure it happens. Uh, I, I, I feel like it's going to happen. I do. I, 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 in my heart of hearts, I do feel like it's going to happen. You know and, who uh, we got to get? You know, we, we got to get with Killer Mike. <laughs> I yeah. love it, man. He's an Atlanta guy. You know, um, as well, you know, I reached out to his camp. You know, if you guys know something, you know, you know somebody in his camp, feel free. I would love to talk to him. I would love to talk to anybody who wants to do right by right by the opportunity, you know. We got to get at Killer Mike. We ain't never tried to get at him. Yeah, we, we trying to get at him. There you go. Yeah, I think he's a super uh, dope camp. Obviously, super educated, super knowledgeable, hyper aggressive. I love it, you know. Uh, but he, he keeps it real. So, yeah. yeah. So, speaking of the, all the future grind banking, what are your goals for? What are your future goals for grind bank? Yeah, I think for one, uh, for people to to know us and to, and to love us. I think um, you know, I, I try not to put you know uh, the the cart before the horse type of thing. You know, I don't even think about twenty years from now. I just think about how can more people uh, be protected by us, more people sign up for our accounts, and how we can look after people. Uh, in a better and much more personal way. You know, I'm, I'm the cat that, you know, uh, I look at everybody who comes through, the who signs up. You know, uh, I read the, the posts on Instagram. You know, I reply to posts, you know, like I'm that guy. You know, uh, I just care about this this business and I care about this opportunity. So, you know, I hope the future state looks like we're much bigger. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if I, you, you guys saw, but uh, we plan to open up a few call centers around the country uh, in inner city communities. So, you know, we're headquartered out in Vector 90 now. And so we, uh, you know, we plan to open up a call center in South Central LA. 
So then that way, the bigger the brand gets, the more call service representatives we can hire. And that way people aren't busting across the town to, to get to a job. They can just walk in their neighborhood, boom, clock in, get off on a regular shift, and take care of the family. Uh, we met some, I met some uh, really dope uh, brothers that are doing some great things. They're called The Bridge. Um, they're starting, they're trying to create like inner city ecosystems in uh, inner city communities. It's by former NFL player, uh, Gary. Oh, uh, Gary Gilliam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought I heard about that. Yeah, I yeah, seen uh, it the other day. It's yeah. dope. Yeah, super dope. You know, I love what they're doing. So, you know, I. Uh, you know, I'd be I'd be interested in setting up a partnership with them. So as we start to open up additional call centers around the country in the inner city communities, you know, maybe we can partner with them from a facility standpoint. You know, uh, same thing. You know, Atlanta, Detroit, uh, Bronx, South Side of Chicago, Houston. You know, there's so many places that I think you know that um, can use support and and more resources and more jobs. So yeah. It is that's beautiful, man. I love how you're gonna, you know, like you said, you're gonna start going to help and then you're gonna start branching out and just start helping the community out again because we definitely need those jobs. And yeah, it's vital, it's pivotal, man. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, the cool thing about it too is I mean, the experience that you get, you know, from working with technology and working in a in an environment where you aren't so far away from your family. You know, it, it can help regentrify our community, right? And then also, you know, we plan on doing STEM programs. We also plan on partnering with some other programs as well to help, you know, start to provide some, uh, close the gap from a technology standpoint with our youth, right, as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, there are a lot of, you know, just phenomenal things, you know, that I'm, you know, I can't wait to see happen, you know, and, uh, and but thank you for, you know, having brothers like you guys that you even have the platform to, to spread the word. Because like I said, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I'm not a Chase or a JP Morgan, you know, so we, you know, we, you know, have you guys have given us a platform, you know, it's greatly appreciated. Even if it's one account that we get, or even if it's, you know, three, it all matters to us. So. Hey, and we appreciate it because that's, that's just really what we want to do. want to just help the community. And I constantly say, I don't care we impact one person or we impact 10 million people. As long as we make that connection and make that impact, I feel like we're doing our job, we're doing our work. And um, we were talking to this guy the other day. He was like, you know, there's two different type of leaders. There's a servant leader. And what was the other kind? Uh, started with a T. But servant leaders, that's, that's whenever you just put in the work and you don't really care about, you know, getting that glorification or, you know, just sitting back and telling people what to do. No, you do the work. And people are going to start to follow you from what you're doing mm -hmm. because they see, you know, hey, this guy, he's doing what's right. You don't care if he's getting that glorification. He doesn't care what is being said. It's for a mission and it's for a purpose. And that's much more powerful and much more impactful than just saying, hey, we got this black bank. Y'all come bank with us. No, it's for a purpose. It's for a mission. And that is going to stand and last longer than just all that other bull crap. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have faith that, you know, that I, I have faith that we're going to turn out and we're going to show up. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing, you know, all the other, um, you know, I, I think this this country is at a re really pivotal time. And I would say we're at a pivotal time and it's really beautiful what I'm seeing. I'm seeing more people fired up in terms of starting businesses. I'm seeing more people fired up in terms of, 
you know, uh, getting educated, more people fired up about voting, about just so much. I really see the fire and the, the excitement that's happening uh, around the country, and I think it's dope. You know, uh, that's you know, what, that's uh, a renaissance, bro. That's what we call it. Yeah, yeah, great word for it. Yep, absolutely. And I have one more question. So with you being on the banking side, how do, you, how do we go about changing the impact on, you know, once we say we got these accounts, but how do we go back and change the impact on the way we spend and the way our spending emotions are to where we're not just saying, you know, hey, we spending money on BS, but no, let's move towards ownership. How do we say, let's help our people get these loans and different things like that? Yeah, I definitely think, um, you know, people, I had a conversation maybe on, another, yeah, on, a, on a different podcast, wonderful group, and I talked about the importance of people trash us a lot, saying report, we don't know how to manage our money. And I said, that's not true. We know how to manage our money for the things we care about. So I remember being a shorty and like, I, I, like if I wanted some uh, starter jacket, if I wanted some J's, I knew exactly what I had to do to go get the money I need to earn to get it. And so I, I think we're great at managing money. We just sometimes as a community, we may, may value the wrong things. And I think that's where you're talking about in terms of how do we begin to value the right things for this mm-hmm. ownership of property, or whether it's you know a savings or an education or you name it. I think that's where we have to start to change our paradigm. And a lot of it starts with conversations like this. A lot of the stuff that you'll see coming from grind banking will be have, it not only will have a, a very functional banking, you know, conversation like this is what we do, kind of functional, you know, uh, reference, but it'll also be uh, educational opportunity as well too. So you'll see a lot of that coming from us because we are so laser like focused on the underserved community and our people that you know we are willing to have those conversations. We're willing to share that knowledge. Because, you know, a lot of it is just knowing the game. Once we know the game, we'll master how to play it. But we got to learn the game, you know. And I think that's where, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't given to me. Uh, it wasn't given to a lot of us. We just have to go out and learn it and acquire it. And once we do learn it, we have to take it back and share it, you know, and scream it to people, you know, uh, that, hey, this is how you can do this, you know. Or even the small uh, uh, diamond dollars that you dropped about, uh, you know, you can go, if you see uh, the bank, the issuing bank on your check, go to that bank and cash that check. And you'll save yourself money. Yeah. And you'll get it immediately. But it's little little times like that that most people don't know until somebody shares with you. And so, you know, you guys can hold me accountable that I'm going to be, you know, sharing that with our company and our platform and our voice. Uh, and then I'm sure you guys will. And eventually, you know, you guys all have so many followers. You know, you guys will just tell people about you and me, and then you, you know, maybe we'll have more followers as well. And you know, when we speak, people are here, and then we'll be the big brother, we'll be the big sister, and uh, we'll drop that knowledge for them. So, yeah. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. 
Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I love it. I love it. Jerry, did you have one more thing you wanted to put in? Oh, yeah. I just, I wanted to add in to say, like, I agree with your answer. And on top of that, I think that it's like the the movement is going to be started with the ownership. Like, with the ownership of guys like you who come in and are willing to own the bank and then turn around and educate the people. And I think that's just going to be the, like, really cool double-edged blade because you're educating people, you own it, and then on top of that, you're looking to hire people. And mm-hmm. you're actually going to bring that money and that, like, access to that community. And I think that's what's really going to help to change and provide the situation. Because at the end of the day, we can talk all we want. But if we're not providing anybody the resources to do better, then it's not going to help anything. And that's exactly what grind banking and what you were doing. And I just Thank think you, that's really dope. Thank you, brother. Yeah, no, I definitely think, um, you know, I, I understand the, how, how blessed of a position, you know, I'm in right now and how blessed of an opportunity is, you know, but I, you know, um, the only way, you know, grind banking can be here 10 years from now is by, you know, you guys and by people stepping up right now, right? And people showing up, you know, and, uh, and, and giving us feedback, letting us know what we can do better, letting us know what we need, you know, keeping the pulse on the community and, uh, you know, and holding me accountable that we're going to be there with you every step of the way. You know, the, the fun fact is uh, most people stay with their banks longer than they're married. <laughs> Damn. Think about it. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Most people, because most people straight out of high school or straight out, of, I mean, in the college, you get your bank account, you're with them, you're out of die until the end, unless something major happens, right? And, and you get a really bad experience, but most people are pretty pretty tough with their, their bank for a long time. And so I think, you know, it's, it's, and that's okay. If you already have a bank, I would just implore people or love or challenge people, whatever you want to say, to say, get a second account. There's nothing wrong with having a second account. You know, have a little bit of extra cash for a rainy day. Right, thank you. At least you know where your money's going to and how it's contributing to our career. Secondarily, if you're new and you don't have a bank account today, then talk to us. Reach out, apply online. Super simple, super easy. It's convenient. Manage it on your phone. You know, and uh, and you don't have to worry about banking hours or anything else. We have 24/7 customer service support, 365, and so already right now. Now, if you want to speak to somebody, somebody in the U.S. that you can talk to, uh, and uh, so um, you know, we're already making it happen. Uh, so you know, uh, no excuses. <laughs> so we well, let's let's make it happen together. Yes, sir. So we're gonna pivot to the last section of the podcast, my brother. Um, what's on your timeline? And uh, what's on your timeline is basically. Anything that you saw that you wanted to speak about that was happening on your timeline, no matter if it's good, bad, useless, something that was funny to you, whatever you just say, you know what, I feel like talking about this today. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. That's a great question. Let me think about that. Let me, let me look. Uh, 
Well, yeah, I, I think, well, well, perfect. I will talk about, um, what's on my timeline, uh, two things are actually on my timeline. One, uh, the bridge that I just mentioned. No bears, yeah. That's... Man, I love what those guys are doing. Uh, it's a whole you know crew. Gary? You know what? Do you know Gary? I don't know him personally. Uh, I never, I never met him personally. I hope to meet him one day, or I hope to get uh, connected with him like that. But um, yeah, I really like what they're doing. It's a team of brothers that are trying to really build the inner city and the community, and starting by I think what they're doing is like they're acquiring uh, like schools or rundown schools or old schools that were closed or old gymnasiums in the hood. And then refurbishing them and making them like their own, like uh, shared workspace, eat, work, play, live kind of setups. That's cool. Uh, so that's dope. And then the other thing I saw pop up is the shade room. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I love what those cats are doing too. Uh, the founder of that company has a really impressive story. Mm-hmm. Uh, sister as well too. And um, you know, I like how from a brand standpoint, they stay true to form in terms of who they are. You know, I like how they always real, whether it's hood or you know, good or whatever. You know, it's uh, you know, it is what it is, and you know, they they stay true to form as well too. Uh, but yeah, I would I'll probably say those things are on the timeline right now. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I, of course. I mean, I thought I thought it'd be too obnoxious if I also told me you guys on the timeline as well. Hey, man. Hey, man. Give hey, me a shout out, man. I didn't want to see y'all heads getting big or anything like that, but, you know, <laughs> it's up there. So, you know, <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I, but all joking aside, I mean, you guys actually are. Uh, and I've been trying to connect with you guys for, for a minute now, right? Uh, and so, you know, I love what you guys are doing, man. From, from deep, you know, my heart, I mean, I love what you guys are doing. You know, it's, it's great to see young cats, young brothers. You know, you guys are so much more uh, evolved than even I was, you know, at you guys' age. You know, just being committed to the cause and, and, and creating a platform and a voice for, you know, uh, for, you know for, for many other people like myself, you know. Um, and so hopefully I'll have the opportunity to come back and check in with you guys in the future. Hey, man, you're welcome anytime, yeah, you know, man. You, you know we got to talk about it because we got to try to we – got, we got some shit to talk about. It. Yeah, man. We, right, well, hey, I'm here. You we got some work, work to do. <laughs> yeah. You know where to find me. So, you know, I appreciate it, though, for real. No DC, can you tell the people, like, how they could get started with Grind Bank and where they can find out more about you? Absolutely, man. Uh, go to grindbanking.com. Grindbanking.com, like grind, G-R-I-N-D, banking, B-A-N-K-I-N-G.com. Uh, so you, there'll be a little bio on me in there somewhere. I try to tuck it away because I don't like talking about myself like that, but my team wanted me to put me on there. But um, but grindbanking.com, it takes less than five minutes to sign up for an account. No credit check. It won't impact your credit score at all. Uh, super simple. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, we mail you out your card. You, you know, love money on your card, or you deposit it, set up direct deposit. You start getting paid earlier. You keep more of your own money, and uh, and then follow us online. And then you know, we're going to be dropping knowledge, dropping some dimes. So yeah, mm. so uh, and y'all have it. Grind awesome. Bank. Y'all need to get out. Yeah, BC, appreciate you for coming on again, my brother. We definitely appreciate it having you. Love to hear your story and love to hear what you're doing for the community. We're gonna get into a little housekeeping before we wrap it up. Uh, once again, we want to thank all of our listeners for constantly listening to us, rocking with us day in and day out, um, and just supporting us. Um, shout out to all of our Patreons. If you want to join the Patreon, just go to 
Patreon slash Patreon.com slash T H E P W R. Yeah. It's Kelly normally do that. But uh yeah, also Y'all make sure y'all check out BlackWolfRenaissance.com. We have all the tools and resources up there for you guys. We have courses on mobile home investing to stock investing. We have a lot of different courses up there for you guys. We have our merch. I got the cash flow shirt on right now. It's one of our more popular items. We also have the Renaissance man. Renaissance woman knows jumping off. BC, we got to get you in one of these. Yeah, man, man. we got to get you in one of these shirts. We got to get you right. But uh, let's see what else, man. Oh, y'all sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, we got the newsletter popping now, guys. Uh, y'all definitely sign up for the newsletter. It's a weekly newsletter we're putting together every week just to get you educated. We're going to be dropping different little free courses you can take to educate yourself in certain fields. Oh, look, my boy right there got it right there on screen. Go follow Blackwell Renaissance. You can get, we're going to be putting helpful tweets. We're going to be putting books of the week, different stocks and everything. Just trying to educate the people make it really accessible for you. You can go back and look at it throughout the day. So y'all definitely join that. Uh, go to that link in the bio. I think that's it. Yeah, that's... I think that's all we got. Only thing y'all missing is a freestyle. That's it. I mean, we coming with it soon. We coming with it. <laughs> yeah. On that note, it's Black Wolf Renaissance. Signing, Signing out. out. Peace. Hey. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathon. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.